Hi, and welcome back to Community, the EcoVillage podcast from Gen Europe. We've been taking a break to work on other projects, but today we're back with a special episode brought to you by Stefan Emmerich. He's a board member of Gen Europe, and amongst many other things, he's been closely involved in coordinating around the EcoVillage response to the crisis in Ukraine in the past month. He has his own EcoVillage podcast, all about community, and today we're rebroadcasting his interview with Gen Ukraine President Maxim Zelevsky about the Ukrainian EcoVillage Network's ambitious Green Road Initiative that's been providing shelter for hundreds of refugees in EcoVillages throughout Ukraine. You can read more about updates from Ukraine on our website at geneurope.org, and we'll be sharing more of Stefan's interviews with Ukrainian eco-villagers here on the podcast in the coming weeks. You can also tune in to Stefan's podcast, All About Community, wherever you listen to podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. In this first podcast, I will talk with Maxim. Maxim is not only a board member of Gen Ukraine, but one of the activists from the very beginning. He will tell us what the Green Road is, how people in the community started to help refugees inside Ukraine after a short time already, and why greenhouses and why working in the field is also important for the well-being. Hello out there. I'm very happy today that I have the opportunity to speak to Maxim. Maxim is one of the board members of Gen Ukraine. And I think, Maxim, we met first time in Italy as far as I remember, at the Gen Europe gathering. It's like, yeah, yeah. It, it seems like a long time ago. It was way before COVID and we still could meet. And last time when we met was the uh, Gen Europe General Assembly in uh, Hungary, not so long ago. It was still peaceful time. It was November uh, 2021. We were hanging out together, but now the situation has totally changed. Uh, you're still in Ukraine and I'm very happy that you found some time to talk to me. But before we start, uh, just a few words about Maxim. Well, actually, I mostly know him from work uh, in, in and within Gen, but he's one of the board members of Gen Ukraine, and he has a rather unusual career, I would say, in the eco-village movement, uh, coming from an uh, IT background, working in fintech, blockchain project, internet marketing. Uh, you just told me, There was a point in your life when you had to change your life. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? And how did it happen that you ended up after being uh, yeah, in, in this like entrepreneurship kind of um, startup movement that you end up in eco-villages? Yeah, I, I think that it was uh, a way uh, because uh, uh, in, one, in one time I was uh, burning up in the startup industry and uh, I wanted to uh, looking for a new may, maybe slow life and uh, and I was con uh, connecting this eco-activist movement, movement and uh, uh, create a green school in uh, Ukraine it is green it is a school for as a lectorium for eco-activists and uh, after After I was looking for eco villages and uh, wanted to connect these different eco village movement and uh, in different countries, and I started meet with the global eco village network with Robert Hall, and after I uh, meet Estonia eco village big gathering in summer, 
and uh, connect with uh, leaders of eco-village movement in uh, Europe. And after we starting, it was four years ago, we start to build our national network in Ukraine. And now you're you're already you're a member of the board of the Gen Ukraine network. Yeah. How many eco villages are part of the Gen Ukraine network? You know, uh, we have about uh, 40 different uh, eco villages, but in network we have maybe 25 25 eco villages is a member of now our network, uh, full members and now they are very active yeah mm. yeah i think that's already quite a big uh, national national movement considered to many other parts in uh, in europe where we have much much lower numbers in in membership that's really great what you're doing there but now in the last couple of weeks life has changed uh, there is a war in ukraine and i think for most of us it's Yeah, we can't really understand how how life can go on now in, in Ukraine. How does a normal work day or a normal day looks like for you right now? What are you doing all day? You know, all our eco-activist eco movement uh, in Ukraine now uh, stay as volunteering moving, movement because we we uh, working with uh, helping of uh, refugees in Ukraine because it's uh, a lot of people uh, real it's uh, we tell about uh, millions of people and it's a big uh, movement of volunteer uh, organization because we help people and we're looking for everything what they need as humanitarian things and as uh, villages shelter uh, everything for save them and help them uh, in, in Ukraine and Europe, yes. How does it look like concrete? I mean, how can you help people when you're in such a situation? What can you offer? Uh, now we, uh, we reuse our eco-villages as shelters for refugees, maybe. Uh, I don't know, but it's not big, big for a lot of people, but for uh, families as Account as we have helps, yes. Yeah, I heard you had something like 800 people already uh, who could stay overnight in, in eco-villages. So actually yeah. you're, you're offering quite quite a lot of place to refugees, internal displaced people in the moment. Yeah, we, in first days, uh, we was in sh we was shocked with a war and uh, we have a call and uh, a few calls uh, of our eco-village networks and thinking about what we can do and how we can help. And in one day, I say that it's a good idea to make a map of our eco-villages and maybe connect with Gen uh, eco-village network in Europe and connect all uh, villages in Europe to help us. Because I understand, we, our team understands that people move to the West and we uh, should help them in this way because people moving uh, sometimes it was big a logistic problem and people uh, work walking sometimes through the road and we help them in the road to to look uh, or search or find house for for the night or for the some days for living or maybe long time 
and uh, it's it's real uh, help because uh, this map now for statistic is about uh, 155,000 views of this map. And we have uh, about 60 location. And uh, yes, maybe around 1,000 people uh, that we helped. Okay. As far as I remember, this, this map was online just like three or four days after the war started, and it's growing. Uh, so I got you right. There are already 60 locations inside Ukraine where people could stay at least for one night, but sometimes also longer. Uh, as far as I know, some people really, they want to stay in Ukraine and they plan staying also in Eco-Village for a longer time. Uh, so you're also preparing like to host them for maybe months. And then there's uh, lots of locations in, in other Western countries, including Poland, where people can stay, where they can arrive, mainly people from eco-villages and permaculture movements and others. But as far as I know, the whole movement is not obviously also helping everybody who's in need. So uh, it's not restricted. But that's quite a success, more than 150,000 clicks and a lot of people who actually can use this opportunity. That's really fantastic. So... How is the situation in the hosting community? Like if you're in a community in, in Ukraine and you're probably living there with, with 30 people, now there's a breakout of, of war and and many people arrive. How can they handle that in this difficult situation? Uh, yeah, it's not simple, but we uh, every day we connect with them and uh, looking for things, what they need. Uh, and sometimes it's... Uh, We speak about maybe shoes or mattresses or blanket or medicines or food. And uh, sometimes we look it uh, not only in Ukraine uh, or in Moldova or in Poland or uh, Romania, neighbor, car, neighbor countries, because uh, sometimes it's not uh, simple to uh, find. And yes, of course, Danish community help us a lot for humanitarian uh, track big track uh, it start to moving now and uh, we uh, moderate it all of all time because it's not simple in different uh, in different villages it's different situation with infrastructure sometimes we need to looking for uh, water pumps for give water to house and Uh, we need to looking for a soul or or uh, to making or to looking for heaters or something else because uh, these uh, weeks uh, it was uh, very freeze and very cold yeah cold yes uh, now uh, it's better because uh, spring in the start in Ukraine and we have plus twenty uh, degrees. Uh, But uh, it's uh, the new situation because people are moving only with winter uh, things. And now we're looking for things for them for heat uh, season. And, uh, and all time we have different tasks. And these tasks, and we, we should use, fix it, repair it. And uh, every time it's new task. And yeah. we, we should do it very fast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what I what impresses me when I when I see what you're doing is that you're so flexible. Uh, I know that already after a short time you started to use uh, abandoned houses and restore them to to organize some sort of a 
uh, a shelter for people. Uh, you already started to, to buy greenhouses to be prepared for a food shortage. So to grow your own food in, in some of the eco-villages. Obviously, most eco-villages anyway, they produce their own food, but you try to increase this to help even more people. That's really amazing. Is there like one outstanding, can I say success in such a situation, but one like best practice example where you think everything really works well, which you can share? Yes, I, I think that uh, now we speak about best practice to say that uh, our people in our community is not refugees. It's a uh, part of our communities. And uh, we wanted to add, uh, to add them to our uh, community work and to our community life. And uh, this step about these greenhouses, it's our way because uh, Ukraine is very agricultural country with very good grounds, plants. And, and of course, we, uh, we have now the time to grow food. And it's a real big sustainable project for us to start grow food in all our communities and give them uh, agriculture techniques uh, for uh, start uh, working. And it helps not only to adapting uh, people, and uh, it helps for psychology and psychology traumatics, yes, because it helps uh, people to... Keep them busy or yeah. to, to make something useful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Oh, that's really great. Um, well, Ukraine is so close to Germany where I'm sitting. And on the other side, it's so far. Is there is there anything we can do from Germany to support your work? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, in... Uh, European country and German people help us uh, as donation. Uh, it's not uh, so big money, but uh, we don't need so big money. We need some money for help uh, people. And uh, sometimes donation from, uh, the, uh, from Deutschland, <laughs> Germany, uh, it uh, helps us very much because, because we can... Uh, why buy them what they need in this time because uh, we have big logistic problem and uh, sometimes money helps because our banking system working uh, and every uh, plastic cards uh, working and we can send money online and uh, they can buy everything what they need and it's a real help in our situation yeah i totally understand that And uh, wh whoever wants to donate some money to Gen Ukraine, you'll find the uh, the account number of Gen Europe account uh, in the show notes, or just go to gen-europe.org, scroll down, and you find uh, the donation button, so to say. And I know from experience that uh, the Gen Ukraine is very specific in what they need, and it's not that we just send money; it's it's really money which is needed for certain goods to buy for certain gadgets which are really needed and it's sometimes so much easier to buy it in the country and to support the country eco economy than to to send it over the border to collect used parts here and send it uh, with trucks to ukraine as long as it's possible to buy it in ukraine money is uh, so much easier to transport 
Maxima, I thank you a lot. I thank you a lot for the work you are doing. Uh, in my understanding, you are doing this work for us. Uh, we are all Europeans. We all want to have peace in Europe. We can do what we can do here. And we know you're doing tremendous work currently in Ukraine, with Gen Ukraine. And uh, for me, I'm, I'm really happy and proud to be part of this network. And I think, uh, yeah, we grow together and, and we truly hope that you'll be safe. As, as much as possible in this uncertain situation. And again, thanks very much for your work and for sharing your experiences. Yeah, thank you, Stefan, uh, for helping and for uh, your work uh, as uh, focalizers and uh, moderator of focalizers, <laughs> uh, because it's real help uh, for understanding uh, how work our green road uh, in different countries, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Maxim. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you want to know more about the work of Gen, the Global Ecovillage Network, and specifically about the work of Gen Ukraine and how you can support this important work, please also visit our website www.gen-europe.org. All donations with the keyword Ukraine will go directly to Ukraine. It's my... Maybe first English podcasts, uh, I don't know. <laughs>